Welcome to another episode of Consider This. We're kind of laughing behind the scenes here because that was the first time we actually got to listen to the music along with everyone else. So just kind of help set the mood and the tone for this morning. Um, we are in the studio and I'm with um, three guys I deeply admire. And uh, I think it's just good to be intentional when we say things like that. And I can honestly say that about you guys. I appreciate each of you and particularly with our topic today. Um, we are... Uh, this came up in our worship arts meeting on what on Monday, right, Steve? We were we were just sitting there and, and describing a time that particularly Drew was going through, and uh, all of us I think can resonate with that. So, um, what uh, what we're doing today, and I've got Scott Irwin from our uh, college uh, ministry and uh, works a lot with um, uh, Men's Encounter and does a lot of that stuff, helping um, young men and older men understand what it means to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, we got Drew who uh, uh, also works with us in our college ministry, particularly with The Table. And we are so grateful to partner with uh, with Focus Ministries and uh, the ministry that happens there. And then Ryan, who um, does his best just to make us feel uncomfortable <laughs> with ideas, both new and old, in our adult discipleship area. Fair to say? Yes. I like going back to the fathers, and I like reading really new stuff that disturbs us. Yeah. No, I think it's a good thing. Speaking about being disturbed, that's really what we're talking about. Um, I know that uh, when we're preaching and teaching, um, I've had people say, I'm sure you have too, that, man, that text made me feel uncomfortable. And it's almost like they assume it's, that doesn't happen to us, maybe. And so that's what we really want to talk about today. We want to talk about not just um, what technique do you go through to resolve, say, an apparent conflict in the text. We're literally talking more about what happens to us on the inside of us when we're preparing a lesson and we know we're going to be speaking you know, say this Sunday, and uh, the topic itself has caused us to go to a place where it's either new or there's some conflict there, some some things that are rubbing against um, other ideas that we have or other convictions that we have, or maybe even like another truth that we want to hold. So now we've got these two truths that seem to be somewhat um, not, not working well together. And so what 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 happens when we we kind of do that? So uh, what we really want to do is not just tell you how to process that, but just for us to feel for a moment um, like that it's a normal part of the Christian experience. Is that fair to say? It's normal? Yeah. Drew? Yep. Um, what? Really normal for you? <laughs> <laughs> really, yes, no, really, really normal for you? Yes. <laughs> super, super normal for me. I, that's what I proposed the title of this being What to Do When You're Drew Moss. <laughs> um, <laughs> Would you say this abnormally like normal? Yes, that is abnormally normal. <laughs> so, you know, it happens in a number of different times. I mean, sometimes we, we talk about this and, uh, you know, the context that would, that kind of caused this podcast to be uh, developed and thought through really is the fact that Drew went through one last Thursday. <laughs> and so what I love about being on the staff here at Sunnybrook is um, when that happens, it's just not uncommon for us to just go down the hall and say, hey, I'm really wrestling with this text in Philippians, or I'm really trying to figure out what's going on in Romans 9 through 11. And um, I'm studying it, and it's not like that I'm confused, but some of my convictions are causing other convictions to become unsettled or, mm -hmm. or complicated. And so um, I, I'd really love, Drew, I'm going to begin with you since yeah. kind of your, the, the start of this yeah. really, really kind of happened uh, to you, and, but I think it happened to all of us. So I'm going to begin with him, but you guys be prepared. To, to kind of jump on and, and, and talk about more on this first question that I have for you is, like, what does it do to you? Like, I really want to kind of talk about before we get into the specifics of what text it was and 
and, and kind of where the tension was, because I want to offer some specificity here, because yeah. I think our audience might be a little surprised. I, I don't know why they would be, but they might be a little surprised. Wow, like, you wrestle with that? Yeah. Um, so, Drew, talk about, like, again, kind of what happened to you as you're walking through this text uh, last Thursday before you spoke at the table. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, specifically, I, I think you, you kind of laid out, but specifically talking less about, like, oh, this text is really convicting to me. And yep. that's making me unsettled or uncomfortable. There's those moments, too, that we have to work through, sure. especially when I'm trying to, like, prepare a sermon or a lesson. And I, I spent, I'm like, oh, gosh, before I can finish this sermon, I feel like I got to spend some time letting the Lord do a work on my heart yeah. when I get convicted over something. So there are those. But specifically, this is like what happens when something I've believed all along gets shifted as I'm studying or doesn't seem to be holding true as I'm reading through the, the text. And, and that is it can be. It can be really unsettling, and um, it causes, I'm trying to think, I mean, you know, the, the word we use to describe me a lot is angst, um, <laughs> and so that, that can, it really can kind of highlight that. Uh, it, it doesn't, I don't know if I've ever come across anything as I've been studying that's, that's really just completely shaken me and my Kay. faith. Kay. I don't know if there's anything, at least long term, like, you know, even more than a, a day or two as I'm thinking through stuff, usually as I study deeper, I always come back to solid ground stuff, but there's some things that have really shaken my perspective on the faith sure, and, sure. and what I have, where I've historically sat on something gets shaken and moved. And sometimes I land back where I was and sometimes it, it puts me in a whole nother, whole nother area. And I, I have kind of different, different thoughts about things. After so, that. So, so, so what you're actually describing is not a matter of, you know, I, I used to believe in a God and now I'm wondering if there is one. That's yeah. not, that's not what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. You're talking about, like within all of our categories for faith yeah, and within your understanding of how God has acted or something like that, that now all of a sudden you're beginning to realize, wow, my understanding of God, yeah. my understanding of salvation or creation yeah. is beginning to, I don't know, uh, shift, shift or be yeah. challenged or yeah. yeah. Whatever you want to say, yeah. So what are you, what are you afraid of? Um, I think there is a, th there can be that like how far, how far does this go? In some ways, it's kind of hard to even explain without the specifics. Yep. Um, but yep. like how, when, let's say, when my view of uh, creation or when my view of the flood. Uh, yeah, <laughs> those things gets challenged. Yeah. Um, I go, OK, oh, this is different than what I thought. And well, what, what else might be different or how different is this if I keep exploring this? And sure. will it will it begin to shake some of the core, more foundational beliefs if I if I go yeah. too far down this road? So I think that's yeah. it. It's kind of like, man, I've been so comfortable in this all my life. Are there other things that I'm comfortable in that it, that it yeah. goes further? Or does this rabbit hole go even deeper than I thought? So you're saying it's the implication of what you're dealing with on problem A, and you're beginning to realize, wow, I wonder how many letters in the alphabet are going to be shaken. Yeah, now. yeah. Okay. Scott, yeah. you were going to say something. Well, it's it's almost like it's a it's when we hit a place that we thought there was no tension, and now all of a sudden there's major tension, yeah. or there's just tension. Or when we thought something was a little more straightforward, simple, and then we realize it's a lot more complex. And that's that's what's happened with me in studying through Genesis is realizing, wow, there's a lot that the, the, the we call it the hermeneutical distance, right? Which is the, the period of time between us and when it was written is a lot bigger mm -hmm. and more complicated. Mm -hmm. And and so it, it's like, oh, wow, there's this is more difficult than I thought, mm -hmm. you know? And so that that can tend to like, oh, 
shake and unsettle and it's like now there's tension and I've got to what do I do with that tension? Yeah. Yeah. And you got and you got it begins in you. Yep. It's not even like what am I going to say? It's like no, I'm 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 yep. trying to figure out what yep. I'm going to believe here yep. in a minute. And then from there we'll try to figure out what we're yep. going to say. Ryan, you were going to jump in. Yeah, I mean when 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 I come across these and I've I've worked through even the two examples, the creation and the flood and it doesn't I don't get real disturbed whenever I'm kind of processing. I I kind of I love I love making problems so that I can try to fix it. So the, that that process doesn't even really register as, man, I'm really uncomfortable. I'm just like, well, I'm going to buy a lot more books, figure this out. I get nervous, though, whenever I I don't have like what feels like solid ground to to deal with a text mm. and it's time to teach. Yep. I get nervous that I'm yep. about to like because I, I, I'll process out loud my where I'm working through it mm. and the tension and I get nervous that that's going to unsettle people and mm -hmm. that, that them hearing my process yep. is not going to be good for them in the way that it's good for me. That was that was that's, totally me last week yep. where it's like, I man, I'm, I'm cool with not having this figured out just yet. I'm cool with spending the next few months thinking through and working <laughs> through this stuff. But it's Thursday but at 8 o'clock. Yeah, what, I got to teach this in five hours and yeah. I'm not and I'm not settled on. And I don't know how much do what I was talking about. How much do I try to uh how much do I deconstruct if I don't have enough time to put all back together yeah, right now yeah, with, yeah. with what you think? And how much if I'm not, I'm really even not even sure which way I go on this, I don't want to take a real strong stance that yes. I'm going to regret in three days. You well, know so I mean? then let's, you know, even let's, let's re recognize that what we're trying to wrestle with is not just a, um, the, our responsibilities as teachers, although I think Paul would probably say that's exactly what he's talking about. But if I could split hairs here, it's it's what we're concerned about what that leadership does in that context right it's mm -hmm. the leading of our people yeah, through yeah. that text yeah, yeah. so it's not just the instruction that we're concerned about we're really concerned about like i like how you said it i can't deconstruct this if i can't put it back together again i can't start taking apart someone's car yeah. um when they show up and then all of a sudden you know it's time to go home but i've got your car in like 28 pieces and yeah. so you're not going anywhere yeah that's the that's the problem and, that's and the i have like a real example of where giving someone a a car that I've mangled has <laughs> has really kind of come back to bite us a little bit. You know, a couple of years ago, actually Drew and I read through a great book on just um the doctrine of grace. Hmm. And it didn't it didn't completely change um <laughs> our previous understanding of grace, but it greatly enhanced it, I would say. Um uh it, it got a lot deeper. And so I I would go in and I would I would teach on this. And I would say, I, th I think what I've been teaching you guys has not been wrong, but incomplete and, and something to that effect. Or sure. I'll say things to the effect of, you know, a long time ago, I thought this, but here I, I think we're on better ground here. And, and after several examples of, of something like that, a woman who's in one of my classes came up to me and just said, I wish you'd stop doing that to us. Like, I wish you would stop saying I was wrong and here's what it is now, because she said, at some point, I just need you to maybe fake it and act like you always know. She said, like, I need you to be that kind of authority um, because it, it makes me wonder when we're going to change our mind again. Yeah. And I and I understood what she was saying. I, I, I feel for what she's saying. My, what I told her is I can't lie. <laughs> and I think you'd be really upset if down the road you found I was found out I was wrong. And then like the whole time I knew I was wrong. Yeah, but I, was I like, that's not better. Yeah. But I do understand kind of the tension that you're describing. But there's yeah, there's room to 
not always as you're wrestling through always declare I don't know right now. There's yeah. room to go. Okay, I'm, before I really even start to comment too much on this, I gotta. I want to put the pieces together in yeah. my own mind a little bit before I keep coming to you and going. You know, I thought I knew this, but I don't know now. And I thought <laughs> I knew this, but I don't know. Now. You know what I mean? Give yeah. it. Give a few weeks, and then we can or a few months, and then you can give more solid. Mm -hmm. Those those kinds of. So jump in, Drew. Like yeah. what happened last Thursday? Like what was the context? Yeah. So as Scott said, we're uh, we're in the middle of walking. Uh, through Genesis with our college students at the table and we're coming to Genesis 6 through 9 which is the story of the flood Noah and the flood and and I'm reading through and it's a little before Thursday it was Tuesday or Wednesday when I start kind of getting into this and then it starts hitting me more yep. and more by Thursday it was really hitting its peak but um Basically, there I'm reading a, a conservative scholar, not like a liberal who doesn't believe the Bible. I'm reading a conservative scholar in, in Genesis who is— And by, and by conservative, what, what you really actually mean by that is somebody who actually believes the Bible is yes, an authoritative. Yes. yes. And um, uh, I don't right. know what word he would use, but it literally is an infallible slash inerrant yes, word. It's true. It cannot it's be true. wrong. Yeah, it's true and authoritative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you just don't mean like socially conservative. You yeah, mean, yeah, no, I this guy believes the Bible like yeah. we believe the Bible. Yep. Yeah. And he. Yeah. And he <laughs> begins to he begins to lay out a number of the problems with believing in a global flood, with believing that God actually covered the entire earth with with a flood that that went up and covered all the mountaintops and, and destroyed every living person and animal um, on the face of the planet. Uh, except for these ones in the ark and and he just lays out i mean uh some practical practical things like just um where the water would actually recede if you had that much water on the earth where is it where is there to go and and the speed that it um according to scripture like falls at like yeah. decreases yep. at yep. and then or even like the <coughs> amount of time it would take uh, knowing his family to load each animal into its cage or, you know what I mean? And whether that's even doable in a week period, like it says, if you're talking about every animal on the face sure. of the planet sure. and, and all of those kinds of things. And, and so what unsettles me, he's not arguing there is, there was no, no flood. Yeah. He's not arguing. Yeah. You can't trust this, anything like that. He's sure. just saying, Hey, here's some of the problems if you believe in a global flood. And so my, my issue wasn't, Oh no, maybe the Bible's not true. Yeah. Oh no, maybe, maybe, you know, there wasn't ever really a flood. My issue is, man, I have always seen my whole life and always believed that this is a flood that covers all of the earth. And now a, there are some, some problems that that happens and B actually, as I start to read through that, I'm not even totally sure if the Bible, I don't, I don't know if the Bible says there was a global <laughs> flood. I've just always assumed it. Sure. And, and that's the way it's been taught to me. And so that gets really unsettling. And so I'm, I'm unsettled because I'm going, man, the thing I've always seen this yeah. as is not there anymore. Or, or I say, I don't, I don't even know if it is. I still have to work through. I haven't yeah. landed exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, B, I'm teaching this. And, and how much do I have time, as I said, to go bring this to our students? If A, I'm not settled, and B, we, it's, we don't have a whole lot of time uh, to, to be able to tear down and then build back up. And then C, like, when you start to talk through things like the flood, Christian, like, um, there are people who can, who can take what you're saying and run with it further than you mean. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So I can say, man, I'm, as I study, I'm not totally sure if this, if this is described in a global flood. 
and people even if I try to stress it can go and go Drew doesn't believe in the Bible anymore yeah. or Drew I'm going to go believe. sleep with my girlfriend yes exactly <laughs> right? I mean, exactly. no but it, it, and it no, has totally. it has a practical implication yes. I know that might sound crazy yes. but it's like if I can't trust the Bible here and so many people have talked about this that it it literally has moral implications yes. not just intellectual yeah, implications yeah yeah if 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 you can't trust Genesis 6 through 9 then why can I trust First uh, Corinthians five and six, which tells me not to sleep with my someone you're not married to. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. So it's like, why, why exactly. do I? Pay, why do you pick and choose which ones you trust? Yeah. And and again, I'm that's that's why I go. No, no, no. I trust Genesis six and nine, but it's hard sometimes with the short amount of time we have to be able to articulate what I mean with why I'm why I'm wrestling through this. So things. what'd you do? So <laughs> besides, I, I remember walking into your office and you were crying. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember Scott just kind of just putting his hand on your back and going, drew, 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 lots drew. of yeah. padding, lots of padding, lots of, yeah. pad. lots of padding. Enough, enough tears to cause a little miniature flood within my, <laughs> within my office. Making up for what God couldn't do. <laughs> um, and then so, I remember the time we were like, Drew, you've got to leave your office. <laughs> you've got to go. I remember that. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I remember us having like a chocolate bar. Drew, follow the... <laughs> yep. and, then, and then I had to go. Yeah. Literally, it was 7.30. I had to leave. Yeah. So <laughs> I... Uh, I built my own little boat in the, uh, <laughs> in the office there. Uh, and I floated down to the table. <laughs> Loaded uh, Scott. No, literally, I mean, I spent some time, Scott and I were talking through, because we, we, we teach the table yeah. each time in two sections. One is a little bit more text. Let's look at the text. Let's walk through the text and talk about it. And then one is a little bit more big picture. Let's mm -hmm. look at the blue. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking through the text um, that night. And literally, I got 25, 30 minutes. And we just, I, I kept thinking through it, and it, it wasn't until a few hours before that I finally made the decision. And I, I hope it wasn't cowardice. I really, I believe it was wisdom yeah. that I just told him, dude, I, I don't think I can address this tonight. Um, a, I'm not fully landed there. And B, 25 minutes is not enough time for me to work through all of yeah. this and then come back and put it all together without, without freaking people out, without... Um, giving people the wrong impression. So I, I you know, well, you don't even know. I mean, here, here's to put it in our context, right? You don't even know if everybody's going to be at every one of these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's another piece that kind of always makes me nervous is that if I open a can of worms on a Sunday, yeah. Who's going to stick with me in this four-week series? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, next week we'll talk about it. I don't know if, if these people will be back, and I don't know if, yep. you know, and, and so that's, that really is a very difficult thing. And even even with the, you know, we talked about, well, let's do a podcast and explain and record it, which is sort of what this is birthed out of a little sure, bit. But I sure. had, you know, I had a little bit of fear and trepidation about that because I'm like, man, I— I hate the idea of just putting something on the internet that I can't <laughs> that I can't then sit in dialogue with you afterwards when sure. you hear this yeah. and and you still you get really nervous about. It. I just that yeah I want to make sure that we're being uh, careful with with yep. our people, careful in shepherding them and 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 not fearful, but but wise yeah, yeah, the yeah. way we're we're teaching. And I, I love so, that. I love yeah. the fact that what you're describing is a um, uh, an intentionality. Yeah. Uh, genuinely a caring for. So when we talk about being careful, what we really are talking about is a degree to which we are caring for the souls and the minds and the hearts yeah. of of our people that we've been called to share the gospel and with and to be transparent in the process. Paul kind of tells us that that, that that responsibility is a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like we don't get to just open a can of worms and like, hey, good luck. you know. And I think there's some people, uh, th there might be some leaders that revel in that. Revel yes, in in yes. 
They're being college able to professors who revel in yeah. that. Oh, th absolutely. That, you know, yeah. It sounds so smart to go and deconstruct all your beliefs. Yep. And how did you know you really believed that? And why do you? And that sounds really fun, but to never actually do any of the work yeah, of helping them sensationalism. Recon reconstruct their beliefs. Okay, in defense of college professors. <laughs> yes. Um, well, actually, I don't even know which ones you're referring to. In defense yeah. of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I True. mean, I'll tell you, though, because here's where I've really wrestled with it. I mean, I taught a class on where the Bible came from, and I literally would – it was not my intent, but yeah. I would watch people cry Yeah. in my class as I'm deconstructing some of their um, – not fully thought through ways in which the Bible yes. came to be. Yes. And I would say at the very end, I wouldn't just say, hey, ha, 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 good luck. I wouldn't say that. But yeah. I would say, I need you to know that over the rest of this semester, three classes a week for 16 weeks, yes. we're going to put this back together. Yes. But I know they're coming back. Yes. Yeah. Right? I know I'm making myself available. Yes. So, you know, that that in that context, yes. there really is nothing wrong with that. And that's, yeah, yeah and that's totally it. We talk about, actually, we love... We like because college students actually like it to yep. be like kind of knocked off balance a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's it's something that mm -hmm. so we love when we're teaching our students to kind of go. So so this thing you've always believed about it. What makes you so sure about that? And kind of just kind of shove them a little bit. And make <laughs> I, them I just think we like actually to create tension in their world, but we don't really like but it. We don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it happens in our well, world. And, and but the goal is always usually because we don't have a semester with them or we don't know we have a yeah, semester. Yeah, exactly. Usually even in that night, we want to try and help them regain yeah. their footing a little totally, bit. Yeah, we yeah. just want them totally. to think through why they believe those totally. things. But yep. there are, I think, particularly of some OSU professors um, teaching Bible stuff or whatever who would even maybe even claim to be believers from stuff I've heard. Yeah. And it's like all they love to do is deconstruct mm -hmm. and not shepherd and help people reconstruct. No, I, I, so, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. Scott, specific example, because I think – Again, it might be good for other, uh, you know, our people to know what are some of the specific issues that we're talking about here. And and then, you know, real quickly as we maybe even close, we'll probably have to do a couple of times through this. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to think it might be good for us to say, like, what do you not what have you really never had a problem with? Because I think that might actually help them go, oh, OK, so there really are, for the most part, yeah. categories of, of disturbance and then yeah. categories of stability in your own thinking about God and about who he is. And uh, I think that might be good. And, and by the way, I think I'm even okay with all four of us. Um, and so we're a small sampling size um, being representative of the church. I, I know that uh, even in my own home, my wife and I wrestle with a different number of ideas. Mm. And I kind of like that. I kind of yeah. like the fact that it's not always the same. So I yeah. really look up to her with, with some, of the, some of the things she doesn't wrestle with. So yeah. what? Give me a specific I, in your life, Scott or well, Kenya. I was gonna. I will. I'll give a, maybe a couple. But I. I think as I'm processing this, I think I am quicker to resolve the tension. Hmm. Maybe sometimes That's too. Good. Maybe sometimes too quick. Yeah. To resolve the tension, and so in studying through Genesis, you know, we we <laughs> originally we thought well, we're gonna run out of material. Like, <laughs> like we probably won't be able to have two full lessons like we have normally. We'll just have one, and maybe we'll sing some songs every week or something. <laughs> and then we get into it and we're like, holy cow. So we had to limit, you know, on Thursday, him to just teaching five things from this story that wow. we can talk about. Because yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at 10, like, significant things that we go, man, what if they bring that, you know, this is, you know, so we're li we're having to limit to what we can actually deal with. And and so that, you know, I can quickly, because I don't have to, If I, once I'm done teaching, I can quickly kind of move on and think that I've resolved it. But so for me, I mean, e when I taught the Genesis one 
I was thinking about all the students that have gone into classes and have had professors open up Genesis 1 and then read Genesis 1 and then Genesis 2 and go see. Can't even get two chapters in and two, it contradicts two creative, Two yep. creation narratives that are different from yep, one another. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about like I'm pro- what I'm providing is an answer for them. I've, and so I started probably three, two to three weeks out preparing for this, thinking I'm way ahead realizing I get in way <laughs> over my head. And and so by the time I get there, I am, I mean, I am unsettled, but feel convicted, learned a lot of things um, in, in that process. And, and there was some tension that was resolved, but at the same time, there is, I'm, this is the part that I've been thinking about, you know, even with Drew is like, I'm all, not only am I responsible to teach us, but I'm also a man that's in process. Yeah. And so like, it's like it's almost like there's a chart. I don't know what chart, but there's a chart that says you can't, you shouldn't talk about this until you get to a certain yeah. level yeah. of, of certainty, mm-hmm. like 80, 70, 80 <laughs> percent. You know, then you can start talking about yeah. it, and you can describe yeah. the here's the challenges, but there's probably you know there's some wisdom to not sharing too soon, and and so, so I but, but, you know that's an example of Genesis one for me is is just working through that process and knowing that I, I appreciate what the lady said to you because I think what she's saying is don't come in every week and say, this yeah. is all, yeah. there's just, I'm yeah. new, learning new things every week because it throws us off. There's, there, we can have certainty in yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And then also, but what she isn't wanting is, hey, I'm a, I'm a real person in process too. We, and as leaders, we've got to be able to be honest about that. But so several years ago, same thing. I mean, I, I remember in 2008 learning some things and, and starting teaching some things, getting really excited about some things, and then probably within two to three years later realizing, eh, probably not, shouldn't be as a certain about those things. What was it? It was the whole, we are um, body, soul, and spirit. Okay. Uh, you so know, the tri- The tri- The tri-, tri-, yeah, tri- not, yeah, what's it called? The trichotomy. The trichotomy yes, of our, trichotomy. Of our yeah. yeah, whether we're-, whether we're Body and soul spirit. I was reading two categories, and soul spirit is one. Or if we're body, soul, and spirit. Yep. I was yep. reading a guy named Washman Nee, and he would he was kind of systematically walking through. Here's how the Bible teaches this, and he taught it with such certainty that it was like, dang, I'm looking up. I spent, I poured over for six months this stuff, and came to some really cool conclusions. And then within two to three years, realized probably shouldn't be as certain about that mm. as I should as I taught it back then. So were you a trichotomist and yeah. you became a no, dichotomist? No, I, I was a die that be, became, became a tri. A, yeah, tri, yeah, that became a tri. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so and so it But you haven't changed your mind. You're just saying I I, I can't say I am it way with less like certain. lock stock and barrel certainty <laughs> now than yeah. I was then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and because I've it. learned new things and so but I taught it with certainty back then. That's yeah. the thing I yeah. think about is all the all the times we've taught something with certainty that we change our mind on later and we have to Go, yeah. God, His grace is good for me because yeah. I need it. You know. Yeah, Brian, specific. What's taking you to the mat? Um, Made you want to tap out? <laughs> Think about tapping out because you didn't tap. I out. didn't tap. You're out. thinking about tapping out. Um, textual inconsistencies never really bother me. I think I can. I've found that the the further you dig, if you find a contradiction, then you find it. At most, it's some tension, and I've never found a true contradiction. I find apparent contradictions that, upon further study, some usually resolve. What what hangs me up is um, historical and archaeological records that don't line up with what we have. So um, there is not a lot of 
extra biblical outside of the Bible um, evidence for the size of the Exodus. Yeah. And while I trust this more than that other stuff and, and history proves that archeology span tends to prove the Bible true over time. It, it's bothersome that to say one to 2 million people left a nation that had been destroyed and archeologists just say, yeah, we're not finding that kind of evidence. We're not yep. finding a dead army at the bottom of a, a, the a, Red, a sea. Red Sea. We're not finding evidence of a mass of people moving through the wilderness. That, you know, we're not finding the necessary potsherds and this, that, and the other. And you know, I'm, I'll st- I actually, weirdly, without, without that evidence from outside of the Bible, I'll still actually teach this with conviction because I do trust this. Um, but if someone were to say, what else do you got? I would say nothing but lack of evidence is not evidence against you know and so it's those kinds of things you know the the numbers of the sizes of armies in the old testament and you know how that stuff lines up with with uh with historical record i kind of i don't know i come I, i just i go in there and i say this has to be true now i don't know if the size of the army Sure. Is like a scribal sure. error or what? Yep. But metaphorical way of describing it. And yeah, and but what I what I usually um, how I teach that is I just say the historical details are actually like a, a subset of the point of the text. And so let's not get distracted with some things um, uh, like the creation narrative. That one you really can't wiggle your way around. That one really has serious implications for everything. Whether there's 135,000 men who die or there's 13,500 men who die, whether it's a decimal issue, that really doesn't have yeah, any... the nature of Yeah, the it doesn't have anything to the... bear on the story. Mm-hmm. But I still, I, I would, I'm kind of that guy that would like all the pieces to fit together and it bothers me that I'm looking at a puzzle and I'm missing three or four pieces. My kids ran off with them as they always do with puzzles. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and honestly, I was I'm sitting here trying to think, and I don't think I have one different than what you guys have described. I mean, I think those are the, all the ones I wrestle with. I wrestle with Genesis one. I wrestle with Genesis six. I wrestle with um, the numbering system, whether it's the ages of the people in the early parts of Genesis, um, or the numbering of the of the people going out of Egypt or into the Promised Land. All those things make me wonder and. The archaeological evidence or the uh, the geographical, um, geological evidence, those kinds of things definitely make me kind of wonder some things. And so I find myself going, huh, this is kind of interesting. So it's, for the most part, what we're actually describing here, if I'm, if I'm right, is there seems to be this reason, right, what makes sense, mm-hmm. which I don't want to totally throw away, common mm-hmm. sense. How mm-hmm. many, how do you put that many animals on a boat? And uh, what, what do we do with with all the complications of feeding and caring for all of those animals. or um, So there's the reasonable aspect of things, and then there appears to be the evidence, which um, usually the lack thereof makes us begin to wonder or to question. And so it becomes, so how do we trust the Bible? And when, especially when we're trying to speak authoritative in so many ways, mm-hmm. you were made by God, you are a sinner, Jesus died for you. There's so many of those things that are so important. Um, I always remember uh, this statement in, in preaching uh, kind of it was uh, it was kind of said as a little bit of a of, a, of the irony or the uh, maybe even the, the hypocrisy of it. The guy would write in his notes, "Weak point, so pound the pulpit harder." 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, I don't know if this is strong, so I'm going to make it look strong. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's kind of what we're wrestling with, right? We're just, okay, so we've got these yeah. deep convictions, and how do, we, how do we deal with them? Yeah, well, at, at the root of it all, and I hope that everyone can hear this, is that we just want, like, we, we take what we do seriously, we think it matters to people's lives, and we want to do it with integrity. And we believe that we have a, a divine authority in the yeah. text. Yep. Yep. Not in us, but in the text. And we just think that it should be handled carefully. So angst isn't a bad thing in this case. Sometimes it feels crippling, though. You know, You know, I'll tell you, you said something, and literally just as we're sitting here, I thought, that is really wise. Whether you tell your audience or not, but, I mean, to literally say to somebody, I don't feel comfortable sharing this information. I'm not going to share it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say something else. I'm not doing it. Yeah. What uh uh, and maybe even at times sharing that, mm -hmm. having our people realize, like, we are in process with you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we want to care for your soul in this way. Um, I thought about it. It's kind of a, I love finding analogies. Um, my wife and I have a great marriage, almost 30 years together, absolutely love each other and are devoted and more devoted now than I think we've ever been. There have been times where there have been struggles. There have been times where we're going, wow, like, this is this is hard and this is complicated. Probably not good to always tell our children every moment we're wrestling with our commitment to our spouse. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't know, right, when they're five. Yeah, like, I'm not happy with your mom, and I wonder some days if I should have married her. Probably not a good idea to tell your children, right? Because they also, like, that would just scare them all the time. Yeah. And so it's kind of a, a similar idea because they don't know that in the end I'm not going anywhere. Like, I, I love God, and he's told me to love her, and mom even thinks the same things about me and so there's this complexity of this and we're in process but truthfully once i calm down i begin to realize wow no 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 no. Yeah. i really am faithful yep. to her i'm yep. going to be faithful to her so to just surprise your kids with every thought that's running through your mind is mm -hmm. like that woman saying i don't need you doing that to me yeah so that's a great wisdom and i i even love the idea of us so being a part of our community that should it come, I mean, I'll just maybe prepare the audience. Um, there may be a time when one of us are going to stand up in the pulpit and say, I just need to apologize. Um, couldn't resolve some things in my mind. And so uh, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different this morning <laughs> because I, I just, I need to have some answers first. So, or let's not even assume, I mean, actually I have done that and not said it. I'm sure you have too, right? Yeah, you just yeah. kind of leave some things on the side of your sermon preparation because I don't feel comfortable sharing that. Yep. Just I need you to know, like, that's how we love you, and that's how we want to love you, and, and yet show a certain degree of integrity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, as we kind of wrap it up, then, here's here, I, I want our people to hear, like, like what, if, what have you never been freaked out about? Like, what have you, what, what, what really, some things that maybe drive other people to the, drive them to the wall, and they're deeply concerned and unsettled, and yet, for whatever reason, like, this is a time to show our, even our, um, not just our vulnerability, but also our confidence. Both, both are who we are. We're very confident, and yet also at times very um, uh, still in process hmm. leaders. So where have you just continually, so far, not really even, that never has really bothered me. I've looked at the evidence of that, and I'm not bothered by it. Anybody want to jump out with something? I mean, you know, it's, I, I think, I don't want to say like, oh, it's never even crossed my mind. I think it'd be mm -hmm. crazy. But mm -hmm. like I've never spent a long time in tension wondering because anytime I've started to explore, it's come, it's, it comes out stronger. And, and that is things like the resurrection. Yeah. Like I just, I have not, 
I've not spent a lot of time in angst. Again, that's not saying I haven't spent a lot of time at study because it matters. I think sure. any bit of angst I've had is because I know how important this matters, is. Yeah. If the flood was global or regional, doesn't doesn't affect a ton. If the yeah. resurrection did or did not happen, if the physical resurrection, then everything comes unglued. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's that little bit of, man, I hope this is right. But anytime I've actually sat and studied, I come away with a stronger actually, yeah. oh yeah, this, like I, I, I buy this every bit of it. It seems yeah. solid. It stands true and all those things. So that's yeah. a big one for me. Resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. That, I mean, Jesus is where I would, yeah. re- the resurrection so of Jesus the, has to be, he claims, you know, that yeah. he claims to be God. He believes the old Testament, you know, those things. So I, that's how I work backward into, into yeah. Genesis six. <laughs> but, yeah. Good point. But I, but I think, um, what is interesting is if you meet anybody that doesn't have doubt about anything they believe, they're not being honest yeah. or doesn't have moments of tension. Yeah. Yep. And when they learn th- and have to r- yeah. realize there's a new thing that I've got now, I've got to figure out how to incorporate that into my, if it, so it brings me comfort to know all of us are in the same boat, it, no matter what, no matter what field of whatever you want to land in and claim, this is your view of life and you're going to have to deal with tension. And so you, we can't really avoid it, but I think there's honesty in, in being able to recognize you're in process and learning in that, in that every time I've had mo- these moments of tension, I've come back to s- realize God is a big God. Th- he has given us things that we can be certain of. And then the things that are difficult for us to hold in tension, I can, I can trust that he's got a plan for that or he'll resolve it for me or, yep. you know. Yep. Okay. So, so we've got a couple of Jesus guys on the other side of the table. You yeah. want to either – agree with them or i'm sure you do agree with them. yeah well, like i shouldn't i, I want to no, say i do i do agree with them on on those um those are never those really are, wrestled with resurrection divinity of christ no um actually one of the weird things that i will occasionally just go for maybe literally five six minutes at the most like wait what and then i come back is like whether any of it is true at all <laughs> you know yeah. like at some yeah. point like i just see so many people that live like a an a spiritual existence yeah um that i can i can find that dark moment where i'm like maybe we're just all nuts am i crazy you am i crazy around, yeah you look around in the yeah. whole world yeah and and a like I, I trust this text and so that that is very convincing sure, for sure, me sure but also like my own personal experience yep. with the lord is like yeah no I'm yep. not nuts. Yeah. This is real. This is yep. very real. No. Yep. Yep. This is not this is not even me like overly trusting something else. Yep. This is this is I've experienced what this describes and I trust that and I trust what I've experienced in light of that. It's kind of this cycle. And and I quickly come no, I'm not nuts. Jesus is very real and 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 God is very real and we are every human being whether they recognize it or not is a spiritual being. So I want to draw a line between between those two experiences recognizing that both are true. I've had the, oh, I wonder, and then the, wow, I really need to think about this, and I'm becoming unsettled, mm-hmm. and both are part of our experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, you know, I probably had the, huh, I wonder about everything, yeah like whether or not I'm even awake right now. yeah um, So there's been so many of those moments where I just, I wonder if, you know, you watch The Matrix, and you're literally <laughs> spending all that. your time going, huh, I wonder if there really is. <laughs> All of this being run by the computer. Where is that blue pill? Where is Mr. (laughs) Smith? You know, I think Steve might be. Steve, are you Mr. Smith? Agent (laughs) Smith. Um, So sure, we have all of those thoughts, right? You're somewhere in a philosophy class at university, and we're really beginning to wonder. And then we're talking about that next level, which is, man, i got to figure out what to do with my thoughts about 
the conquest of Israel or the uh, how God created the world or how the flood took place. Yep. Um, we seem to find some incredible, uh, and we're just stating for ourselves, um, mostly assurance when it comes to who Jesus Christ was, particularly his death, burial, and resurrection, mm-hmm. right? We seem to not, not really have as many conflicts there. Um, and so that's kind of where, where we're at. And it's, I think it's even good to draw a line as you're processing spiritually. What, where, where, where am I? Am I in this, I'm wondering if I'm wondering? Or are you at this, wow, I really need to rethink some things that I thought. Yeah. And um, number one, I think it's good. Hey, let's just be honest where you're at. And then I love the idea of like seeking help. Every time I've been, you know, Drew, you did this. Hey, Scott, real quick. I mean, I'm kind of really beginning to think, rethink some things in Genesis 6. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. You, like you yeah. went out. Yeah. Need some help. Yeah. Um, and so if we're doing that, I want to encourage you to do the same thing. I want you to, to know that we're not the first ones to think through this. Yep. And so, and I literally, I kind of start with those on staff here. Um, to help me through the process, and then after that's done, I go to those who've mentored me in the past, who I still admire and respect. I mean, we we literally just came from a, a staff retreat where we spent a day being lectured by many of us, our former professors, and uh, just to hear them speak to us was so good because we're still in process of learning, and so those are still yep. um, men and women in my life that I want to say, hey, I'm I'm really wrestling with some stuff. I bet you I'm not the only one to wrestle with Genesis six or Genesis one or joshua one and so i want help with this we you know we tell our students we try to tell our students from time to time the truth has nothing to hide mm-hmm. and so therefore you, you don't have to be afraid of asking so it's not like if if you come to us with a question about the bible we'll go oh no they heard about that and now we're, we gotta like cover that up and try you know what i mean and god's not up in heaven going oh no um, they know, found Ryan, out I didn't flood the whole earth. Yes, yes, or, or yeah, or Ryan had Ryan just heard some stuff that archaeology might not fully prove. You know all this stuff, and so yeah. no, do we really do believe that the further and further you pursue the truth, the more and more it confirms Scripture. Yeah. And so we're not the truth has nothing. To hide. So we tell our students we're we're not afraid of you wrestling with those things. We're yeah, not yeah. afraid of you sitting in these classes. The one thing I, I I'm not a big fan of, and I do is that you you doing it by yourself. Good point. Yeah. You sitting alone in your room and just sitting there and thinking and thinking yourself to death. Watching YouTube videos. Yeah, so oh. yeah. Do this in community <laughs> and whoa, whoa, do whoa, this along with like people. Like YouTube's not right all the time. <laughs> Next thing you're going to be telling me there are things that aren't true on the internet. <laughs> Sometimes. Every now and then. Okay, if I can't trust the internet, I have no idea. No, but see, that's, yeah, I love that. I mean, and that's not only true for what's going on in our college ministry, that's true for going on um, in our ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we want kids to ask their parents questions. We want parents, when they can't answer them, to seek um, the wisdom and the guidance of others to begin to walk through this process. That when you begin to wonder, don't panic. Kind of yeah. figure out, is this like I'm wondering or is this I'm really going to the mat? Yeah. And then deal with it appropriately. Yep. And be okay to kind of be in process and work through it and uh, and then be able to come back. I mean, it's really even good to know, like, what really is at stake. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, that God made the world, as I've never, I mean, I've wondered about, I've never really been driven to the mad about. Yeah. Right? That God made the yeah. world. How God made the world, I've actually really wondered about and sometimes going, wow, like, I, I thought, hey, and I'm beginning to see some evidence for B, C, and D. Same with the flood. You know, mm-hmm. that there was a flood, I really don't have a problem dealing with. How the flood worked out and how the Bible decides to communicate that, hmm, I've really, I've, I've kind of gone to the mat on that a little bit. And so those are the things that are really, really helpful for us. And I think hopefully that's going to be helpful for you as well. Yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I, I, it's helpful to remember that 
an unwillingness to to kind of enter into this struggle and sit in it for a while is what leads many people probably a lot of young people to just start disregarding this book because it gets too complicated i mean drew drew's conflicted because he's he holds to the truthfulness of the bible Mm -hmm. and uh and that he's not going to bail on sure so that's where he's 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 got that very firm footing there and he's trying to attach Genesis yep. six, yep. seven, yep. and eight to that, okay. right? And and I would just encourage you guys if if you're struggling with the scriptures, the one thing that you don't let go of in that moment is the scriptures. Let yourself be changed, and and let the scriptures remain true, right? So you know, I'll tell you, there's the one side of that, which is don't be afraid to go there, and then I would say on the other side of that, be careful being the the young woman who only likes to go there. I know some people who love to live in the wonder or in the conflict, and all they ever have is unresolved ideas. And if you live there, I would just say, A, there's a maturity issue, and I have been there. I've I've loved to live. I'm a contrarian by nature, and so I love to go into my doubt. And part of that can be immaturity. Part of that really can be an unsettled heart that refuses to just accept truth at times. At least that's been my my experience. So those that are afraid to go into it, no, 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 go into it. Those that have no ability to but live in that and they love the problems and they love to bring up, oh, yeah, but what about? And I'm going, okay, like, sure, I know there are some questions, but the Bible seems to also speak with a lot of certainty. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're all in doubt or if you're all in certainty, I think there's something broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a famous line that I always jumps out at me related to what you said is just because something is more complicated than you thought <laughs> doesn't mean it's untrue yeah you know it doesn't mean it's not true and so wow i i'm not gonna even try to top that one i think that's a great way for us to to leave um well no i can top it <laughs> god <Jesus>. loves you <laughs> jesus died for you there we go those things actually I do not doubt. And so I am grateful for these brothers and for our time together. I hope it has been both a challenge and a blessing to you. We'll see what happens. We may want to kind of talk about this a little bit more. We may decide to move on to another topic. But our desire is to glorify God and to help you to do the exact same. We love you guys, and uh, we will catch you next time on Consider This.